You're listening to the dollop. gonna be a while huh? okay uh, I am I am deaf yeah. uh, this is a bi-weekly American history podcast each week I comedian actor oh, writer director Dave Anthony read a story from American history to my friend Gareth Reynolds who has no idea what the topic is about I don't have oh. a lot of wiggle room I would have, I would have squeezed in some credits. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's how those should work. No, that's because I have more. Uh, no, I, I, no, you're you're giving no. I could, I could, yeah, I could inflate my credits. I used to dress up like superheroes for kids' birthday parties. I used to I donate said, blood for money. I said I credits, not sadness things. Oh, I guess I misunderstood. 1894. B.C. Oh, fuck. Yeah. The Hittites. The no. what? Oh, she, I was like, what? Colorado mining town, Cripple Creek. Oh, do you know? Up on do you Cripple know about Creek. Cripple Creek? Up on Cripple Creek. Had a population of 15,000 and was the second biggest city in the state. Okay. Not anymore. Okay. <laughs> Those numbers don't hold up? <clears throat> the time of independent mines was over and now corporations controlled most of the mines. You, you're saying mines, right? Yep. With a D? Okay. Mines. Oh. That guys go into in the ground and take out stuff. Oh, mine like control. Or... Yeah. Gonna take over okay. your mind with my very, mind. Very long yeah. podcast. Yeah. Miners Magazine. You mean under 18ers? <laughs> yep. Back then they had magazines for, uh, for young youngsters. Yeah, but the age was so different, it would be like under nine. <laughs> like you died so much earlier, you'd be like, oh man. She's about to be my wife. Barely legal at 11. <laughs> Meow. I'm kind of over under 11. I'm dating a cougar. She's 17. <laughs> Miners Magazine looked back fondly on the golden age of mining just 20 years before. Miners idealized those days, the 1870s. <laughs> It's always great to think about how decades were, like, in other centuries. If, if, like, the 70s then was like, man, people are wearing too much flashy shit. Too much cocaine. That disco fiddle. Merm. But during the economic panic, which began in... Oh, that's not... 1983's not right. Whoa. In 1883... The three biggest mine owners said they were going back to a 10-hour workday without increasing pay. Okay, all right. Hey, everybody, gather around. 
All right. What we're do gonna, you got? We're going to work longer. All right. More money. Yeah. Hey, no more money. Hey, what? Huh? No, you're no, just working. Huh? No, you're working longer. It's like you're driving a lift. You mean the elevator? Or the Uber. Uber. It's like you're driving an Uber. You, you make, you, you make a, not a lot of money when you drive around. A lot. A lot of hours. How come but you're... it's better than other stuff. Because you get the freedom of driving around. The fuck is this guy talking about? <laughs> for some reason, the miners didn't like the idea of working longer for not making more money. So weird how that so works. So the owners told the miners they could still work for eight hours a day if they took a 17% pay cut. Oh, so there is another offer on the table that's enticing. Okay. Yeah, it's super good. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, I'll just make a lot less. Wait. So they dropped the hourly wage. They just haven't really said as much. Yeah, I mean, pretty. They were like, we want you to work longer. And they were like, no. And they're like, how about less money? And they're like, I don't, what's mm, happening? You're bad at negotiating? And they were like, we own the mine. We have mine control. <laughs> so the miners' response was to join up with the new Western Federation of Miners Union. Okay. And they went on strike in January 1894. All right. Uh. The effect was very quick. The next month, almost every smelter in Colorado was shut down. Okay. Um, yep. Go ahead and ask. I don't know if it's one of those ones where I should pretend like I know. Well, what do you think? I mean, a smelter? I think they make grilled cheese sandwiches. No, no, s'mores. No, 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 they sniff fish to see if they're bad. Are there, any, are there any smelters here tonight? Are you a smelter? No. Well, whatever your occupation is, honesty's a priority, sir. We, you've got the coat of a smelter. What's a smelter? So Helter when, smelter. You know, they get... They get, the, they get the silver or whatever out of the ground and they take it to the smelter and they fix it up, make it into nice pieces. Okay, you forgot the last part which defines smelting. You were like, um, take yeah, out the, yada, yada, yada. They take out the hay and whatever's in there. And then Sir, they, yours is mainly hay. And then they turn No, 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 I believe it to be silver if you dig around enough. I want it to be one big together. This dude's making us just put his hay together again. He keeps coming here. Tighten it up nice and tight. <laughs> Smelt that silver into a bay. So the smaller mining companies began agreeing to union demands to keep their mines open. In March, the big mine owners started bringing in scabs. Okay. Do you know what scabs are? Yeah. A sign of healing. <laughs> <laughs> no, the opposite. Yeah. Many of the scabs came in by train from other states where they had been hired, and then when they got there, they found out there was a strike. Ah, uh, brutal. Wait. Oh, hey, I'm wait, we're dicks. Hey, they made us dicks. Dude, they took us all the way out here, so we're dicks now. So then they get there and they'd be like, why am I getting punched? Soon, because of all the tension between the scabs and the union guys, uh, Almost the entire Cripple Creek Sheriff's Department 
got into a fist fight with the union miners in the middle of the street. No. And why okay. not? I, but you, I, okay, that's so much better than them having guns that they just shoot you with. Like, if that's how riot controls worked, way more in for it. I'd be down that, let's go! No, we're just in the second paragraph. Oh. You're aware of the we're time. Ba- we're, this is basically the meat cute. Oh. The amuse-bouche. Uh, then they arrested, so the, the miners beat up the sheriffs, and then the sheriffs arrested them. It's a good sneak attack. Uh, so, but violence kept increasing. A private army of union busters was then brought in from Denver. Okay, were they told that there wasn't a strike too? No. Damn it! These guys are like, there's a strike? Let's go beat up some union guys! Yeah! They're, they're those guys. Denver people. <laughs> the strikers responded by starting military training. Do you mean with the military or independently? I think they just... Started playing military. It's like when, when guys in Michigan are like, let's form an army. Right. It's like that. <laughs> right. It's that, it's that kind of military training. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Then in May, the strikers seized a mine. Okay. And, a hun- wow. and a, 125 of the Union Busters arrived the next day. <laughs> and then the miners blew up a building. Wait! They're making a point. So, so there's a building near the mine, and all these 125 guys are like, we're going to fuck up your shit. And then they're like, really? Boom. And then, they, and then the guys just ran off. They're like, fuck that. I didn't know there'd be stuff blowing up, and they, they ran back to Denver. Wait, but where, the building is above the mine? No, it's Where's near the building? It. Just somewhere else? It's, a, it's, near, the, it's near the mine. It's, it's, okay. a, it's associated with the mine. A mine's not just a hole in the ground. There's a building near it. I'm picturing a hole. Sometimes there's more than one building. There's also a little train track situation. Walk me through it. (laughs) Now, this was a big victory, so the miners celebrated by heading into town, breaking into liquor warehouses, and having a party. Guys, that's illegal, what Uh, I just said. Heroes. So when they were nice and drunk, they decided to go after the union busters who had run off. Wait. That's like like when you get to a certain level of drunk and you're like, I just got to put my phone aside so that, like, nothing happens. Like, once you're shit-faced, no more union busting. No, this is at this point. Reassess tomorrow. At this point, they're drunk tweeting. Yeah, they're exactly right, yeah. Which is also called Trump tweeting. This guy. <laughs> MAGA. Uh, so the, the drunk miners then stole a train owned by the, mine, the mining company. You were talking about trains earlier. <laughs> and they drove it into the town of Victor, hoping to head off the fleeing union busters. Which they did. <laughs> That's great when you do make good decisions when shit-faced. Yeah. We're winning the war! Ted's drunk. <laughs> so then they confronted them in the street, which led to a gunfight. 
One deputy died and one minor died. All right, yeah. Well, our hearts go out to the families, yeah, for sure. Uh, but then both sides took prisoners. <laughs> what? It's just classic union stuff. I was in a union when I was, uh, I used to work at a little independent grocery store. There were two, but we were a union, and every once in a while we'd, uh, we'd invade Ralph's. And we would take hostages, and, uh, and then there'd be a hostage exchange. You let Larry go! What do you want for him? Beef! A, a thing of Doritos! And condoms! We're having sex with your staff! <laughs> so then they did a prisoner exchange, and everyone was happy. After that, the mine owners realized that they had a problem with their plan, and so they hired a much larger private army of union busters. I, I don't... Okay, wait, okay. So there... There's no law... Nobody's stepping in going like, hey, we got to shut it down. They're just sort of like, hopefully they don't form too big of an army. <laughs> All we have now is prayer. <laughs> and what, you can hire an army? You have money, yeah. You can still do it. I mean, we could probably hire an army if we wanted. I know an army that's down to break into a liquor warehouse. We're putting an army together, and we're going to kill Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah. Sealing the Amtrak seems to have worked, sir. They don't know what's going on. Now, the sheriff uh, was all for the private army, but the governor, Davis Waite, was from the People's Party. Okay. Which uh, was a populist party at the time. And he did something unheard of in American labor history. He declared the private army illegal and ordered it disbanded. Okay. Then he went to Cripple Creek and negotiated on behalf of the miners. Okay. The first negotiation didn't go well. <laughs> the businessmen in the town who had lost money in the strike and had their property damaged because of the drunken strike party barged in and tried to lynch the governor. <laughs> this is a better time, and I'll tell you why. It's instead of posting on Facebook, you're lynching governor, you're like taking action. Yeah. It's a move. It's something. So you're pro-lynching of governors. I'm pro, I'm pro the option to lynch. Okay. I'm pro-choice. You don't need to lynch him to get him to be like, I'm done, I'll do whatever. You just gotta be like, we have rope and a tree. You ready? <laughs> oh no, oh you don't like, oh no. Oh, he's crying. Oh, little baby's crying. Piss on him again. Uh, the governor had to flee out the back door and managed to survive. And days later, he came back and negotiations continued, and the governor got the eight-hour workday at original pay rate back. Okay. All right. But... 
cowboy. The army of 1,200 dudes who had been hired as a private army were still there, and they were all riled up. No, no, no. They wanted blood and were preparing to attack the miners' camp. So the governor called in the state militia, and in something that has never happened before or since, he ordered the state militia to help the workers. And that prevented a bloodbath. Wow. Holy shit. At that point... Just got to get a lynching in this. You see what I mean? Just throw a lynching out there and see what happens. Well, at that point, the private army headed into town and just started, quote, arresting people. Okay. We're so close to a resolution. We're right there. Yeah. What are you arresting me for? Fuck off! Are you a policeman? Ah, fuck off! I'm under arrest for asking this policeman if he's a policeman, and I don't think he is. Some people were just dragged out of their homes and beaten in the street. Under arrest. You're sleeping too loud. You're under arrest too. The private army then formed a gauntlet in the street and made random citizens run through it. What? What? (laughs) All right, we're gonna play capture the flag. Two teams, two teams. What kind of gauntlet are they making them run? <laughs> Quote, many, uh, many for whom who had done no f- offense at all were clubbed, kicked, dragged from the sidewalks, not and a gaunt- forced to march between the lines of deputies who punched and kicked them. <sighs> you know, let's take the long way. It looks like they, they're running a gauntlet down here. <laughs> running a gauntlet here two to three times a week, random times. I just no, you get flogged. They'll beat the shit out of you. You gotta walk in between them while they kick you. It's two more blocks. Oh, fuck it. Let's go. Ah, shit. Shit. Ow. Ah, shit. Ow. Why? 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 Ow. So much better than walking the long way there. Ah, my teeth. Right? My teeth. Yeah, but you got here quicker. (laughs) All my teeth are gone. Yeah, but you're here. No, no, no. You would still be walking. I know, no. I I hate walking in the long run. You're right, but I just... The state militia then moved in and took control of the town. The governor threatened to implement martial law, and the mine owners were forced to... Is that what they have? Yeah. (laughs) Kind of. What's happening? I mean... All right, there's no more rules here. All right, it's our town. Uh... (laughs) The mine owners were forced to disband their private army, and by the end, the strike of 300 miners... uh, 300 miners had been arrested and charged, but only four were convicted which Governor White then pardoned. Wait, then pardoned. Okay. Yep. All right. This all made the union look strong, and suddenly everyone in town wanted to join. Waitresses, bartenders, newsboys. The union spread... Extra, extra. We're interested in being a part of this. The union spread everywhere. There is even a barber's union. We're sick of cutting hair. We want to put it back on. We're with you, brothers. The Barber's Union set a $5 scale to shave a corpse. I'm sorry? Dave, I think I speak for all of us. Why are they shaving corpses? Gotta gotta keep them clean. He always wanted a goatee. (laughs) 
I'll miss my Gerald. Could you clean up his bits? We're looking for a Sean scrotum. Something quite smooth. We want his mother to think he died clean. If you know... You, can you draw a heart on his chest out of his hair? <laughs> it being February 14th and all. The unions won elections and took over Cripple Creek District. But at the state level, things were not as great. Governor Waite lost his election to the anti-union governor, lost. Albert McIntyre. Okay. Two years later, another big strike happened in Leadville over working hours again. Leadville? It's very, uh, very uh, perfectly named. They took lead out and they were like, what should we call her? Well, we're a ville. Yeah. Bunch of lead. Yeah. The town of Leadship. We're Leadship. The owners were furious. One of the mine owners said he would close the mine, quote, unless lightning strikes and kills off all the Irish. I mean... I like that he's hedging his bets, though. I mean... Either way, we win. We get to see the greatest Irish death ever. Well, this guy's like fucking my... I don't. I want people to work ten hours or genocide. <laughs> Not just genocide. Genocide by storm. Yes, storm it's like genocide. Some sort of like the worst kind. Marvel action. Like I'm summoning the lightning. Where'd all the Irish guys go? Hey, boy. Sorry, I'm late. I. Hello. Dougie. Marty, just Shh. a bunch of ashen cops. Seamus. Anyone? The mine owners learned to organize. They infiltrated unions with Pinkerton and other spies. They also consolidated buying mines, railroads, and smelters. Okay. Violence continued to break out over the years, and the National Guard would continue to be called out to crush the miners. This led to both sides being radicalized and hating each other. Okay, well, it seems like we're already there, yeah. Yeah. Now, WFW, that's the miners' union, right? WFW, not the, it's not a wrestling situation. In this corner, yeah, it could be. WFW secretary and... They're always sifting through dirt looking for gold. Give it up for the mining boys. Secretary Big Bill Haywood concluded the mines and government were waging class warfare on the working class. The union turned to socialism and pushed for revolution. So they're going, they're going big. They're going big. They're going to fucking take everything over. Right. By 1903, uh, did I call it WFW? It's WFM. Yeah, you call it... Well, who wants it to be a wrestling organization now? Doesn't matter. I can do what I want. What the fuck? Uh, the, by 1903, the WFM had become the most militant labor organization in the country. The goal was the elimination of private ownership of mines. Oh, yes. Which obviously caused tension with the with who? mines. Oh, the mines. Right, I forgot about them. Right, the mines. 
They boycotted any business not using union labor or products of union labor. Those who did not join the union, the union were scorned. Okay. <laughs> the pro-union paper, the press wrote, quote, the non-unionists should be treated as a social leper and avoided as the plague. When, uh, why uh, so much better? <laughs> Reading that paper, you're like, God damn right, I don't need to do anything today. I could just chill, we got this shit. No unionist should talk to him. No unionist should go where he goes. The women of the unionist household should avoid him. That means don't fuck him. Oh. <laughs> that means what? don't fuck the guy. I'm... No handies behind the mine. Matilda, why are you, why are you avoiding me? We haven't avoided in a while. Can I avoid? You lay on your back, I just avoid you. It won't take long. I uh, just got <laughs> looking to avoid any way you want it. You can be on top, whatever you like, however you want to avoid it. A quickie. Uh. Can I just avoid you for a second? <laughs> Go down. Oh, fine, I quit. At this point, the threat of a boycott would get the union's demand met. Cripple Creek was an example of unions, an example for unions across the world. And they had way too much power for the mine owner's liking. <laughs> but not all mines wanted to hire scabs. Some, like uh, the Portland mine, owned by a former plumber uh -huh. named James Burns, one of union men, and gave into their pay and our demands because he considered it fair. Okay. What a fuckhead. Uh-oh. Mining was a dangerous job, and the union looked out for the health care of men and paid for funerals if needed. Well, all that shaving is going to really add up. <laughs> Common accidents included falling down shafts due to a lack of guardrails. Okay. Yeah. So you'd just be like talking, Sorry, Jimmy, what I was saying was, hey! I'll never know what he was about to say. <laughs> Why'd you go straight to whistling? I'm, I just died. Huh? Oh, you're still down there! I'm dead, you fuck. Huh? Your, your whistling is very cool. Die or don't die. I've got, I want to finish this song. Oh, I'm writing shit. it. I'm a composer, you see. <laughs> That'll be great. Uh, I can get a horn on that. There was also uh, powder, gunpowder exploding prematurely, breathing toxic gases, getting bits of rock or steel in their eyes. Well. <laughs> being run over by a tram car. Some of us just learned about that incident. Uh, some larger drills spewed out so much rock dust, they were known as widow makers. <laughs> the miners said accidents were made worse by inexperienced scab workers. Right. Shocker. The secretary of one union, quote, the employment of tender feet causes a frightful number of accidents. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Tender feet. <laughs> yeah, tender feet. <laughs> well, that's what you got. <laughs> Oh, they won't last the day. Their feet are too tender. Ow! Ah! Can't walk. Because your feet are tenders. Ah! 
James Peabody decided to run for governor in 1902. He'd been a store owner, president of a bank, president of a water company, and president of an electric company. Oh, well, he's, he could run an apartment. Uh, strangely, he was a Republican. The governor's election was held during the smelters' strike. This was the smelters' strike. The smelters were done, the too. The smelters are striking. Too much hay in this stuff! The populists and Democrats split the vote, allowing conservative James Peabody to win with far from having a majority. Right. Oh, it's a terrible time. In the same election... Yeah, if you could imagine that happening. Well, I'm sure these people will figure it out. <laughs> In the same election, voters also approved by a three-to-one margin an authorization for the legis legislature to amend the Constitution of Colorado to create an eight-hour workday. Good. Okay. Seems like not a huge player. And Governor Peabody refused to push for it. And strikes immediately started breaking out everywhere for an eight-hour workday. How long were the strikes going on? Were they working uh, this... eight hours at like nine? Because if they're at nine hours, you're like, dude, you're working for free. So, come on. Eight hours an hour, long lunch. <laughs> okay, well. Totally fair proposal. So from, the minor... The... From the murderer in the back, I think we've got something. I really... Okay. Okay, okay, my owner. And you can owner. do whatever you want in that hour. It's just, I just love it. Including have sex with cars. Wait, what's happening? You can eat lunch or do whatever. You can go home, give the missus a quick avoiding. You know what I mean? Whatever you want to do. Or you can go avoid a car in the parking lot that's not yours. Is this We're all... not idiots! Is this all in the amendment? Yeah, well, no, I think it just say you get an hour lunch to do with what you please. Even if it's Volvo banging. He's still on board. Uh, the strike went district-wide. The, the mines were being shut down. Owners tried to bring in foreigners who didn't speak English <laughs> to work, and they had all been told there was no strike. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yes, so you guys are going to go down the mine because you yeah. hopefully don't have tender feet? Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, so you'll go down. Do you know what mining is? Yeah. We have trains. Did you know about that? Oh, yeah. We got trains here. We got buildings. We got a whole bunch of stuff. But anyway, yeah. you'll mainly be going down. You'll be going down there. Uh -huh. And you got, you and your men. So say this to your men. You guys will be going down there. And you'll be, you'll be, you'll be mining, which yeah. is a, right. Lederhosen? Mmm. I wouldn't wear those. I would not wear those, especially not around the Widowmaker. That'll, uh. you'll... You won't need a scrotum shaving if that thing gets on top of you. I'll tell you that much. That'll take you right off. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you should be going to work because this conversation's over. So. Fish? Nope. Nothing to do with fish in here. Absolutely not. No. And that's also not a sign for fish here, which makes me think you don't know what fish is. Fish. No. Fish. I, unless you're making a Caesar salad with anchovy, I don't think you're near anything. Fish. I really... What are you doing with the fish? You're pushing your hands together like you're making a basket. Fish. Look, go tell your goddamn men to get in the mine. I've been pretty clear with you. Stop. Are you trying to fly out of here? Quit moving your goddamn arms. Fish. 
Hey, Tenderfoot, go tell the Dutchman to get down to the goddamn mine. In September... Swedish fish! That's all they want to be paid. <laughs> Their health is deteriorating further. <laughs> so, in September, they imported 51 Finns and Norwegians. The district newsboys followed them off the train yelling, scabs, scabs. So they're just walking the town like, oh, oh, oh. Ooh, uh, scab to you, scab to you, yeah, scab, 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 also scab, yeah, yeah, be also scab, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> We're scabbing. <laughs> scab, 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 The friends of scab, yeah. 18 of them who understood what was happening went straight to the Union Hall. The rest were taken to a mine under guard. One local Dane yelled at them as they were being walked, do not work! And then the guards shot at him. So don't, don't say that. So if you're in the group going with the guard, you're like, I think the dude he shot was onto something. I feel like that's our guy. Now, when the uh, Finns and uh, Norwegians got to the mine, they figured out what was happening and refused to go underground. Okay, well, that's going to be an issue. That's so a big the, part of it. So the guards put bayonets on their guns and forced them into the mines to work. So is that work? Is that called working? That sounds... From what I've read, that doesn't sound... I don't know if that's straight-up work. <laughs> well, I mean... They are doing a labor thing. Sure. Sure. Great. Okay. Well, case closed on that one. Get them down there. <laughs> you've, you've sold me, brother. Let's do this. Uh, on November 21st, 1903, there was an explosion on level six of the Vindicator mine, which was full of scabs working. It killed two men. The mine owners blamed the miners, while the miners claimed it was a fast fl false flag operation. Well. Which definitely was part of the Pinkerton playbook. Right. Okay. Also, the mine was totally guarded. There was no way for anyone to so, get in there. So they even had talking points back then. Yep, they had false flag back then. Alex Jones was like, who set the bomb? Who did it? You think the miners did it? Who's the minorities? The minorities sent them out. I'm telling you, once you get down there, all you're gonna see are a bunch of babies, and they're having sex with the babies in the mud. They're having sex with the babies. I just cry for the babies that I know are at the bottom of the mud that are having sex with. We could <laughs> the Jones brothers. What? We could be the Jones brothers. <laughs> We're gonna tour as the Jones brothers. <laughs> I, c I come out on a pony topless. <laughs> I'm the pony. <laughs> so Governor, Governor Peabody, uh, due to what was happening after this explosion, sent in the National Guard. Okay. But all the soldiers and uh, the miners just got along pretty well. 
The, the soldiers are like, yeah, we're, we're, we're from shitty fucking places. We get it. Viva Fari, they made us come down here. Yeah, I like you. Yeah, you're cool too. I, hey, I like silver and lead. Yeah, and I like, I like scabs too. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I don't know no, what no, that no. word means no. yet. No. I learned all the other words being down here, but not that one. Yeah. Fish. Oh, Swedish fish, yeah. yeah. Fish. I have a bunch. That's all we eat. Have some. Please. Oh, oh, oh he's like a seal. Look at him. Oh, hey, look at him. Oh, oh, oh. oh. He did on the Miss Savannah. Oh, people, people listening to this and the Scandinavian countries are like, don't, don't come here. Don't, yeah. agree. <laughs> don't come yeah. here. Hey, how come Iceland just went down a tick or two in sales? Hey, sales went down 50%. That's what so happened? weird. We're down from 85. So, the owners turned to other methods. The owners started deporting union men to other states using private armed guards. They would forcibly put union members on a train and the guards would then drop them at the state line with no food and no water. What? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, what? It's get." Have you ever read it gets so much worse in America? That's, that's the nicest thing they did to union guys. But you could obviously buy stuff from the beverage cart on the train, so it's not that bad. <laughs> Go get a DiGiorno's and some shard, you know what I mean? Make a day of it. Yeah. I'll be in the bar car, bros. Not so bad back here. Uh, sending the National Guard to protect the mines uh, from union members was expensive. Okay. The tab ran up to $400,000. They just got to build the wall already. That's the solution. Just... Fortunately, the mine owners agreed to take care of the cost. Right. Okay. With a loan that they charged 4% interest. <laughs> Wait. They're seems... fucking dicks. It seems unfair, David. <laughs> it seems a little fucked up, doesn't it? I'm crunching the numbers. It's unfair. Yeah. What if I make money uh -huh. from you helping me out? <laughs> How does that work? General Sherman Bell was brought in to take charge of the National Guard. He was pretty straightforward about his purpose. Quote, I came to do up this damned anarchistic federation. He began arresting men without cause. When they would go to court... <laughs> it's like Oprah with cars. <laughs> you're under arrest, and you're under arrest. What did I do? You're here. So he just arrests people, and then they would go to court, and the judge would order them be released. But then after they'd walk out, they'd find out that the general had surrounded the courthouse, and what? then he would just lock them up again. What? That's the and, worst and reunion. Put the <laughs> honey, thank God. Get in there! Wait, I just came out of there. Ah, fuck! I'll see you later, honey. It'll be four days. And he put them in what were called bullpens, were just basically a animal stockades. So they would just put them in where the pigs used to hang out. Wait, wait. What? Wait. So, you, so you'd be like, hey, is there any way to go back to jail? That was awesome in there. Really spacious. And then you'd, then you'd be where the pigs were. For me, heaven. But for most, probably, I'd be down there... I'd be like, Bruce is my best friend. Nancy gives me her milk. I'm taking a nice shape on in here. Tell my wife and family I love them, but I'm a pig now. Whoop, I gotta go, slops on. 
at one point, so this has happened day after day, they'd arrest a bunch of guys, and the judge would be like, there's no reason for you to be arrested, and then they'd walk out, and they'd be arrested again. What's the uh, judge thinking? He's like, eh. Okay, well, at one point, uh, when some guys came out, the, they had, the soldiers had the place surrounded, and they had a Gatling gun, just in case. Just in case, just in case! Wow. Just in case! <laughs> What's the plan? Uh, so they're putting him in pens, and the judge said, quote, the military should never be permitted to rise superior to civil power and ordered the prisoners released. And? The general, quote, declined. Okay. <laughs> I do love when someone creates something you didn't know was an option. No, we're not taking that as law. No. Uh, okay, we'll be right. What the fuck is he saying? The court saying... says ye shouldn't. Well, I say Cork and suck it. They live out here. We'll kill them. Who? Hey, does the court have a Gatling gun? No. Do we have a Gatling gun, bailiff? So the court ordered the general <laughs> to be arrested because he was violating the law. Okay. Well, how's that work? And then the attorney general said that the general is immune from arrest. <laughs> so what is, what, we just have an area to never go near. Well, it's not a great situation. How's Barry doing? He's good. He's in and out of jail every five days uh, for the last eight years, you know. If he could sneak through when he leaves the courthouse, but he just, they get him every time. They have a, they have a Gatling gun, so it's just very tough. It's just not, it's not easy. In January 1904, an accident occurred in a mine when a uh, elevator cable snapped. It's called a cage, but I, you know, so it's a cage with a wire and it goes down. It's a pretty simple thing, and it an snapped. Elevator. And it sent 15 uh, scabs to their death. Again, more pointing of fingers. The mine owners claimed it was sabotage. The union guys said it was because the scabs didn't know what they were doing. They didn't know what I, they were doing going I, down I, on that thing. I do love the sabotage. Like, who's, sa who's the saboteur? The guy's up there with, with pliers. Yeah. Snip. Yeah, some villain who's like, off to the train tracks. Me. Me. That'll teach those Dutch miners. Saboteur. So, after this incident, the general suspended the right of habeas corpus. Denied freedom of assembly, denied freedom of the press, and also took away the right to bear arms. <laughs> Wait. Well, hello, little Colorado. It's like the Bermuda Triangle. So what, what's the plan? Well, now Colorado's Dubai. At one point, when confronted on the street about all the illegal arrests, General Bell's lieutenant yelled, To hell with the Constitution! We aren't going by the Constitution! <laughs> At least there's uh, honesty. Because now, now they'd be like, The Constitution wanted this! And you'd be like, here we go. Holy fuck. <laughs> We're never gonna win. We'll never win! Uh, Bell agreed with this, saying he had to deal with the terror 
which was, quote, a military necessity which recognizes no laws, either civil or social. <laughs> well, the social one's a little weird, too. <laughs> you just slapped my wife. Do you know where you are, sir? You can do whatever you want. Now give me your dog, I'm gonna wash my face. There's no rules. <laughs> Fuck out of here, what do you look doing? What do you think? Walk the long way! <laughs> A thousand rifles and 60,000 rounds of ammunition were sent to the area for the military. <laughs> so if you're, I mean, you're like, oh boy, that's not. Hey, uh, what, we, we, just, we just didn't want to work 10 hours? Not, not uh, now, you idiot! Shut up! Look no, at they I, are loading up out there. No, but there. the thing is, we just shut we up! Want, okay. no, don't, oh, don't Monday morning quarterback. It's two this. hours and one Look, hour. We are where we are. We are where we are. It's one hour for lunch. Shut it's up! One... I get it. And on that lunch, you can do whatever you want. I've heard it before. You can go avoid your wife or avoid a car. Get out of here! These guys are loading up. Pro-Union people were being put into the military stockade for, quote, talking too much. Well, I'm actually not opposed to that. I mean, I guess it depends the topic. But oh, my God. I man, I heard of, someone I on the phone the other day in the grocery store, and I was like, I mean, if there was a jail to put that person in, I'd be like, bye-bye, sorry. I can think of a few times I could put my kid in that uh, stockade. Oh, really? Pokemon does what? So you are on the dog side. Uh, the, the paper, the Cripple Creek Times, advised readers not to comment on the strike situation. Ixnay on the strike. You just don't talk about it? It's great when the newspapers are like, don't talk about it. Yeah. Everybody, sh headline, shh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad we have the press. They said to shut up. Did you read that new article or nothing? What'd you say? No, I was just... Do you, do you like, do you read art? Have you ever read an article or? Do you know what the paper is? I gotta, oh my God, I gotta piss. I gotta go. I am so behind on my Netflix. I gotta get out of here. I am, thank you so much. See you. Fish. Oh, forgot who I was talking to. No fish, no. Nope, nothing to do with fish here. And again, your hand gestures are that of, yeah, of. Utensils, making a salad, just to be totally clear with you. Fish. It looks like you're making a basket of some kind. Yep. Like you have needles uh, for fingers in your nose. Fish. You're sewing. Fish. Yeah, stop fish. it. Knock it off. No more knitting gestures from you. Learn a new word. I mean, I got, my God, it's been months. And uh, still with the fish. There's, it's not fish. And you, I, don't, I think you have the word for fish in our language wrong. So it's sort of like, you may as well be a Dutch word. Fish, fish, ah, when it is. windmill. Fish. We had a breakthrough, but... And newspapers were also not safe. The Victor Daily Record charged, uh, wrote that a soldier was an ex-convict, and the newspaper staff were then all arrested and put in prison until they printed a retraction. Wow even though it was the truth.
Well. You're not going to write stuff that's real. <laughs> yep. Yep. Hey, so while we've been in jail, we came up with a, a retraction we think is just a winner. We're excited to print it. If you could just get us out of here without us going to the, the jail that's outside, uh, which we're also nervous about, obviously. Or we're in the outside jail. We're in the inside jail. Hmm? Don't say fish, because I swear to God, if you say fish, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking lose it. If you say fish, I'm gonna, I will kill myself. I will lynch myself. If you say fish, so just don't even talk to me, don't say fish, don't say windmill, you know, two words, and it's mainly fish. Don't even look at me. I feel you looking at me, and I don't want to look at... What? It's like looking at a fucking bird. What do you want? What? Boat. <sighs> That's where the fish are. The strike was now hitting the town hard. Banks went out of business, as did many merchants. Uh, the military uh, declared that anyone found, quote, loitering or strolling about, <laughs> frequenting public places where liquor is sold, begging or leading an idle or, an idle or immoral course of life, or not having any visible means of support, would be arrested. This was bad for business? All so this stuff is... So they basically... So people are losing their jobs because everything's going out of business, and they're like, if you don't have a job, you're, you're going to go to fucking jail. Well, I'm depressed about losing the job. I'll just go get a drink over here, I guess. No, you won't! Why? You son of a bitch, you're under arrest. No drinking. Not in our town. No, sir. Are you Irish? What are you? I don't know! All right, because I feel like you're two people, and uh, it makes sense with how this is going that you might have a couple of personalities running the show. A real Tyler Durden, if you will, yeah. What are you saying? <laughs> nothing, nothing. I should probably go to your stupid fake jail. The union told union members to remain in their homes if at all possible. <laughs> a child putting up union placards was arrested. <laughs> For being adorable. It was now illegal to hang posters. As a kid? So now we're Anybody. Just, we're trying him as an adult. Well, he's going to grow up to be a union member. Right. Yeah, well, okay. So but, put him in fucking jail. Right, but kids pretend, so... Hmm. On June 6th, things came to a head when a bomb placed under the platform of a train depot exploded. Scabs were leaving the mines after a day of work. 13 were killed, 20 badly injured. Body parts rained down around the station. Rained is tough. Whee! Mommy, it's raining. <laughs> Fingers. And um, eyes. And know. daddy. What? What happened? Give me that. I swear, it's the, all the humidity we're getting this year. Right? Oh, you want me to fix it? Yeah, you do it. Oh, you're, okay. Well, you're sorry, the, sorry you're, caveman, your gesture wasn't so specific. <gasps> One man's body was found 150 feet away. Wow, what so, a ride. So that guy, I assume, let's just talk physics for a minute. Uh, yeah, what was his I deal? Think that, I think since the bomb's underneath the, the platform... He's standing on it, and it blows up, so it's like he was on, like a diving board, it's a boing, 
and he goes. Well, it's he like goes, he was on a mine, and he. But like a diving board mine, we wee. Yeah, a hundred fifty. I assume yards his last away. words were wee. And then, uh, and gotta then he, stop doing this. He didn't make it. Again, everyone starts blaming each other. The sheriff was brought. There's uh, finger pointing. So there's the Citizens Alliance, right? Have I talked about the Citizens Alliance? The Citizens Alliance. That's all we talk about is uh, 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 citizens who are uh, anti-union, right? There are people that are like fuck, fuck the unions. Uh, most of America. Uh, the sheriff was brought uh, to the headquarters of the Citizens Alliance, where his resignation was demanded. Okay. Well, I don't know well, if that's the, a resignation. The bomb had gone like, off, so yeah. he had done something. He declined. Okay. Uh, then they told the sheriff they would hang him and showed him a noose that they had ready for just such a purpose. You know what? I'm looking for retirement. I really, now that I see the noose. And then they shot into the ceiling. Oof. And then he said, I would like to retire. I'd like to retire. I, would, I, I, would, I don't want this job. Very it's... compelling argument. Now, a large crowd began to gather across the street from the Union Hall. The call went up to destroy the Union. Okay. The city marshal swore in 100 deputies to stop the gathering, but then he was fired by the mayor. <laughs> okay. Well, that's the end of me. Take you good luck with all this, guys. Going home, boys. Now a crowd of several thousand uh, gathered and listened as anti-union men gave speeches. One said, quote, the badge of the Western Federation of Miners is a badge of murder, and everyone who is responsible for the outrage should be driven from the district. One miner stepped forward and objected. He was holding a gun. That's, that's how you do it. I'd like to say something. Let's listen to this man. He seems to have a gun, for sure. Let's hear him out. Let's hear this guy out. No, I know you had something. Let's hear him. Now, his brother was worried that by holding the gun, it would send the wrong message. Well, I don't think that's fair. So he tried to take the gun from his brother, and they started wrestling. Well, that, I mean, that's just getting in the way of the message in general. The gun is distracting, but fighting your brother over the gun is just, I mean, you're downright off topic. I have a point to make. Get off of me, Ted. Get off of him. Let go of my fucking Fuck you. Oh, shut up. I told you not to bring the gun. Don't do that. Don't do Mom. that. Mom. 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 He had a gun. He came he over to me. I'm trying to make the point. He had a gun. Now they won't even listen because I'm not making a point anymore. Oh, my God, dude. You're so stupid. Shut up, asshole. You have an ugly face. <sighs> So, so they start wrestling, and no one knows what's happening. They think a fight is breaking out. Because so it is. So then everyone starts rioting. <laughs> no, it's a family. Oh, no. It's my brother. Seven people were shot, and oh, two, two died. Jesus Christ. Took a big turn. And then they go home, and the brother's like, why did you grab the gun? Dude, I'm not doing this with so you. So fucking stupid. You're an idiot. Every, you know, Larry's dead. Larry's dead. Of course Larry's dead, because you grabbed the gun. I had a great well, point to make. Why'd you take the fucking gun out? Because I wanted to make a point. Why'd you grab it? Why'd you grab it? Why'd you grab it? Why do you think it? I fucking grabbed it, you idiot? You were standing there with a the gun. Whatever. I don't want to do Vagina this Vagina brain. Don't even want to do this anymore, dude. Don't even want to do this anymore. Don't even want to do this anymore. So Thank all you. over town, union men were targeted. Union halls were attacked and trashed. 
The successful un union co-op stores that had made life difficult for regular town stores were destroyed. The pro-union newspaper, the Victor Record, was shut down by sledgehammers. Well, it's, uh, well, let's put a pin in that. It sounds like uh, it's a very effective way to take the teeth out of the union. And I'm sorry, a paper was destroyed with sledgehammers? You said yeah. something at the end there, I caught. Well, if you go in, you just start swinging them around, it wraps So it it's up. very literal. You could end most businesses with sledgehammers. I think that's fair. I think that's very fair. I think yep. it's very fair. That's a very fair point. Yep. Sledgehammer's a good way to change up any moment. Yep. Literally anything, and you have a sledgehammer and you damage, people are like, well, this is done. I mean, we're done. I, I'm done. I don't know about you guys. Afterwards, the Republicans would claim that the union had trashed the pro-union newspaper. It's a false flag. That makes sense. That makes sense. Who do you think... Who do you think did it? They're the red herring. The Swedish fish. The Dutch. No. Boat. No, 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 your boat. No. No, 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 no your nope. boat. Nope, nope. So Governor Peabody offered to have the state pay to restore the newspaper office. And it came back. Suddenly it was suddenly it was anti-union. So weird. Oh, weird how they had it's that. It's weird how that happened. It's like when a rock station goes country. General Bell shut down the roads and railroads. Sensing they really could end the situation, many suggested that they have a mass lynching of union men. Jesus Christ. I have an idea. Uh yeah, I'm Bob. Hi. Hey, Bob in the uh, back. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, so I was just thinking we just, you know, kill them all. Okay. Uh, yeah? Sorry, do you know what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the fellas who used to work in the mine. The guys, yeah. the whole guys. The, the guys union. Yeah, we're talking about yeah, ways. Yeah, union, union. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about ways. what they're called. But, yeah, uh, yeah the guys that, uh, that all stick together. I think we yeah. should kill them. Yeah. Sorry, at the end you're saying kill them for sure, right? That's yeah, we just go ahead and hang them from trees and stuff or whatever. No, that's I got a, I got a, by the way, I run, a, I run the rope store. Now, if, uh, let, me, let me, all right, Bob, let me indulge yeah. for a second. I I'm like your saying, plan of, uh, I like your plan of killing them, but I think we should do it with guns. What do you think of that? Oh, no, no, yeah. that's very messy. No. Very messy. Uh, <laughs> No, uh, no, sir. Maybe we drown them all. No, oh. In sacks. No. I know a guy who sells a bunch of potatoes. But then the sacks. water is a mess where if you hang them from a tree, it's like taking down a berry. It's like, I'm sorry? Taking down a berry when you're actual like, berry, like uh, taking a guy named Barry down. Picking a berry. Yeah, that's where picking berries came from. That explains your strawberry jam a lot. Yeah. Now that I think back. Yeah. Anywho, was... that's my idea. All right, well, sit so down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna head sit back down. To the... Yeah, Bob, sit down. No more ideas. Head back to the rub store. Just start putting <laughs> them in, uh, putting them in uh, that little weird pattern with the circle right. thing. Thank you. Okay. All right, leave the hall. I took a big loan for the store, by the way, because all the troubles. Are you still here? I was totally moving on, and you're not gone. <laughs> For whatever reason, it was decided not to lynch all the union men, but they began mass arrests, arresting pretty much anyone. 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 Mines that had hired union labor to keep their mines running were forced to fire the union men. Union men were banned. 
Others simply left the area because they were terrified. And others were white-capped. Right, white-capped. Yep, keep going. White-capped. White-capped is when dudes in hoods or masks show up at night and make you leave. That is a, that is a good time to boo. Wait. I think these guys are onto something. Well, let's hear out these white caps for a second, gang. I mean, let's, let's get the all the facts side. on the table. I don't want to judge them yet. And then Jake Tapper says, uh, well, no, go ahead and tell us more about white capping. Maybe it's a positive thing, and then you'll have your say. So the white caps would show up. Uh... How what? Oh, no, that's a different kind of white cap. These are like, these are guys. These Those are, like, are called KK camps. These are like mushrooms. Oh, so they look like toad. Yeah. Now, the Portland mine, remember that? That's owned by the guy who is friendly to miners, James yeah. Burns. Well, he was, he was accused by General Bell of, quote, employing and harboring large numbers of dangerous, lawless men. I anticipate Mr. Burns will be permanently deposed and I hope obliterated. <laughs> he's a really the, he's the, a really intense general. Yeah, and they and and the terms are just getting stronger and stronger. No, I mean wanting a guy obliterated is like <laughs> there, I, there's nothing above So you that. want him killed? No, no, I want him shattered into millions of pieces. I want him made into dust that someone blows away. I want to see that man turned into mist. And then be gone. Sure enough, Burns was removed as president of the company he had created and from the mine he had discovered. General Bell also started arresting women who were found giving food to families of union members who had been deported. <laughs> Don't feed them! <sighs> They'll is. start breeding. But it's just me and my children. Yeah, I don't know how it works. No. <laughs> feed one, you gotta feed them all. Uh, many beating, shootings, and general intimidation were daily tax tactics of the military. By the end of July, did you guys learn this in your little Colorado school? Oh, did you learn this part? Oh, that, that guy's clapping. By the end of July, General Bell's... What happened? Was there an uprising? Someone wanted an obliteration? What's that? Okay. No, don't say what's that, because now eight people are like, I have a point. <laughs> you as well. By the end of July, General Bell's commission had questioned 1,569 men. <laughs> 238 of them were deported, and charges were brought against 42. Wow. General Bell quote, So we arrested the worst men in camp, gave them a fair hearing, picked the sheep out from the goats, what? Loaded the ladder into a special train, put what? aboard guards, ran them to within two miles of the Kansas line, unloaded them, and marched them to the state line. We gave each man a can of beef, a dozen hardtack, and a half a can of beans. They disappeared over the prairie, and that was the end of the Western Federation of Miners and the Reign of Terror in Cripple Creek. If I had to do it again, I'd do it just the same way, only I'd do it damned quicker. Shit, I mean... So he's, he's a bad man. 
It's a bad man. <laughs> I like how he just sends him over there and then gives him, like, diarrhea food. There you go. Here's your severance package for sure diarrhea. Well, Take care. What about the guy? What about the half, half a can of beans guy? So they open a can of beans and like, half for you. Put out your hand. Thank you. And you put out your hand. All right, off with you. Or no, it's just one guy whose job is to eat a half a can and then hand it to them. I don't feel so good, sir. I ate a lot of half cans of beans and I think it's about to a bunch of actual cans of beans. All I ate was 1,500 cans of beans. I cut my finger yesterday. Beans come out. Yes, I ate them, sir. I ate them, yes, yes. I know my duty, sir. I know my duty. So the union was toast. Well, beans go good with that. <laughs> Anyone got? The strike was over by midsummer. All the mines were open again and running with non-union miners. Then, in November 1904, another governor's election was held. Peabody was running against Alva Adams, a Democrat. Adams was pro-labor. The Democratic Party picked the campaign slogan, Anybody but Peabody. <laughs> boy, boy, I hope they don't do that again in a hundred years. Now, Adams had already been governor twice, in 1887 and again in 1897. Adams had the crazy belief that negotiating was a better solution than bringing in the military. Weirdo. Both sides took the election seriously, trying to cheat their way to victory. Watches, or as they were called, judges, were put at all the polling places. To kick things off, two union, union men working as election judges ordered a sheriff's deputy to leave the polling place because he was intimidating voters. So, the deputy shot them. Right. Yep. Okay, well, you know, that's why you don't give deputies notes. <laughs> uh, intimidating him. Oh. Two people are dead. Yeah, no, we miss the time when you were just intimidating. We are very sorry. Yeah, you have every right. At another polling place, a different deputy assaulted a female uh, Democrat judge, tearing her dress and slapping her in the face. A union watcher who was there was not pleased, so he shot the deputy and killed him. <laughs> oh. You guys are coming down on sides. The union man it's so was then weird, though, arrested. When, like you hear, like, like he shot two Dairy. He's dead. Fuck him. Yes, yes, we got him. On November tenth, the Republican state chairman threw in the towel and admitted Governor Peabody had been defeated. Adams had won by over ten thousand votes, and the Democrats had won back the Senate as well. But Peabody won the electoral. But the... <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. To be fair, come on. You gotta hear both 61 sides. 61 tremendous yeah. votes. But the chairman did leave the door open a crack. Quote, On the face of the returns, Adams is elected, but the official count, or a contest, may change it to Peabody. What? Wait. It's gonna be fine. It's that gonna be fine. Sounds shady. 
If I... During the election, a constitutional amendment was passed, which increased the number of Supreme Court justices from three to seven. Uh-huh. Two would be picked by the Court of Appeals, and two would be picked by the new governor. That meant a Democratic governor would pick two, and the Senate would approve them. Okay. The Supreme Court was currently in control of the Republicans two to one. Quote, at a meeting of Republican leaders today, it was decided to immediately begin a contest for the places of all the Democrats who have been elected in Colorado on the face of the returns. An effort will be made to seat all the Republicans from the governor down. <laughs> what? <laughs> the Republicans claimed the Democrats had won by fraud with the usual tactic of having people vote over and over and over, which they did. Everybody which, did back yeah, then. But, that was how elections were done back but, then. And, but... Uh. It's the same shit. The Democrat. What are you talking about? Exact, I mean, it's just like I would. I wouldn't even say it if it just wasn't such the same shit that someone had to say. It's insane. What? How? <laughs> it's what the same. It's literally what? the same shit. What are you talking it's about? The, no, but it is because, and I know you know this. You know this. But it's literally like if you watch the news, you are just watching this never-ending pendulum of debate that goes nowhere. Well, he did that. Well, then they're going to get him. Well, then they can't get him. Well, then they're... What are they going to do to get... Well, you're like, uh, where's our money? What the fuck just happened? What the... There's a smoke plume, and now I have nothing. What happened? Uh... The Democrats claim the Republicans had committed fraud. Quote, the CFI company bringing in trainloads of foreigners who do not have naturalization papers voted for Peabody. I, I, don't, I don't know how much more of this I could take. <laughs> they also claim the citizens of Why do we keep reading this book? <laughs> we fucking read it. Oh, I never read this. They the also story cl- of us. <laughs> they also claimed the Citizens Alliance had used intimidation and violence to stop union men from voting out near the mines and forcing, forcing others to vote against their wishes. Quote, ballot, ballot boxes were stuffed, gunmen were at all the voting precincts, and in some cases, ballots were cast at the point of bayonets. Both were right. There was... <laughs> That's so awkward. Yeah. Who are you voting for? Whoever Who you, you say. For? Whoever really? you want me really? to. Literally, what? Ow! Who are you I just stabbed me. I haven't voted yet. Who are you voting Who for? Who do you want me to vote? Ow, Peabody. Yep. Thank you. Good. Good choice. <sighs> Stab me two times. Good choice. That's my voting arm, by the way, you've stabbed. Now it's not. What to do now? <laughs> now now you have a different voting arm, Now I'm you? leaning left. <laughs> uh. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. That's a visual hand joke for those of you listening. Now, there was tons of fraud on both sides. In one Denver precinct, 717 Democratic ballots were cast, but the district only had 100 legal voters. (laughs) Hey, man, I'm here to vote again. (laughs) That's like your 15th time today? I know, I am fucking tired. (laughs) Woo! Uh, hi, I'm another brother from that same family of eight uh, brothers who look the exact same. My name is Clark, and it is now my time to vote. Okay, Clark, have a my good time. My brother was here earlier? Yeah, all of them. All seven? Yeah, nine. Boy, that is insane. What are the odds? We live far from each other. 
Well, nothing left to do but vote. <laughs> Boy, I didn't imagine the inside of the voting booth would look like this at all. <laughs> How did my initials get carved in here? Foolish brothers. Immigrant mine workers came forward and said they were told to vote for Peabody or they'd lose their jobs. Well, one Republican officer said, quote, we rule. The people have nothing to do with nominations and elections. We rule and we're going to continue to rule. Now, if you just heard that, wouldn't that be more motivating than what you hear now, which is just like, it matters. You matter. You matter. We've got this. You matter. The Republicans then began to purge Democrats, who they called savages. Mm -hmm. They started arresting the Democratic poll watchers and anyone they accused of intimidation. On November 23rd, the New York Times, quote, pursuing the aggressive tactics they have recently adopted, the Republicans today caused the arrest of 12 additional Democratic officials of election. One of them was a woman. This makes 56 arrests since the election began. All of this was part of the PR campaign to justify their actions. And the state military is ready to back it. Quote, though trouble is not seriously apprehended, General Sherman Bell said today he would be ready for it if it came. <laughs> a large part of the Denver police force is either under arrest or has escaped from town to avoid arrest. Wow. <laughs> oh, oh, Denver. <laughs> you gotta roll, though. The Democrats continued to believe the election results would not be thrown out because everyone believes in democracy. Right, for sure. Right? Oh, yeah. Right? They no. can't do anything bad. No. Nope. These guys. Not them. On November 24th, the Republican majority, Supreme Court, ordered the Denver Election Commission not to certify the returns. The court wanted to hear arguments on whether or not to throw out certain Democratic precincts. <laughs> the Democrats could not believe it. Well. Quote, Democrats say the Supreme Court will not take such an action, which they call revolutionary. Republicans assert it is the only way the court can convert the fraudulent election into a fair one. <laughs> the only way to cheat out of this is to cheat. Double cheat. Double cheat. Then a cheat never happened. They put a cheat here, you put a cheat up here. Huh? Double cheat. When Democratic leaders profess not to be alarmed, they are thoroughly frightened. Shit was heating up. The pro-union newspaper, Labor World, wrote, Civil war in Colorado seems nearer. Governor Peabody insists he will hold on against Adams, the man elected to succeed him, alleging fraud in the election in Denver. Peabody says he will use the military to keep him in place. And people are preparing to resist force with force. Every man in the state of Colorado is arming. You guys are so... You guys are so fucking cute. No other state had an almost civil war. No. Democrats began to refer to... Calm down. <laughs> That's not what we want from tonight. We're taking it back! Democrats began to refer to Peabody as the czar. Republicans then pushed to have three newly elected Democratic senators unseated. This would give the Republicans control of the Senate. A grand jury was convened to look into the election fraud allegations. 
And Republicans began canvassing districts to find evidence of fraudulent voting and said they had come up with 18,000 illegal votes. Well, what a perfect number. Just got to say it. On December 4th, the Democrats had a banquet to celebrate the win of Adams. Oh, boy. Out of their fucking minds. No idea what's happening. Let's have a party. Absolutely. It's time to celebrate. This thing's done. The day after that, Republicans asked the Supreme Court to throw out the results. Sorry, we already had a party, so you cannot... No, the party's party. over. Party's over. We're in. We're we done. Did, we did the party. We cleaned up the confetti. We had the punch. The we whole had poppers. We, we blew off poppers. Poppers, yeah. The, the fish guy was there. The whole thing. Actually, turned into a crazy orgy. It's done. It's a whole... It's done. It's done. It's done, and we have regrets, but it's done. No, we had a party. Yeah. Once you have a party, it's over. It was a party. Everyone Hi. had masks on. It was a whole just... And 10 days later, the Supreme Court did that, ruling along party lines two to one. They threw out all Democratic votes because some were fraudulent. So the Democrats... So some people in a district voted fraudulently. So they're like, it's all, that's it. They're all gone. So the Democrats' story has always just been... But... No, but we won. Yeah, but we're like more badass. But... No, we're... You can't. We did. Uh, oh, give us a minute. We'll legislate. What the fuck? So the Democrats lost their newly elected senators, and the Republicans took over the Senate and the House, and they immediately voted a corporate lawyer to be Speaker of the House. <laughs> a mine owner's detective named Casey Sterling, who was also a known gunfighter, was appointed custodian of the Senate. <laughs> Just in case. Custodian? Just in case. Well, he's a guy that uh, he's going to clean up maybe a little something. I'm talking about. So he's not an actual janitor. He's a metaphorical janitor. No, he's the guy that, like, watches over and makes sure everything's okay. But that could be a horrible mix-up if you're like, all right, I'm ready to clean up justice. Like, no, just uh, mop. Yeah. What do you think? Use that turpentine and get to fucking work. Oh, no, the word was literal. Did you think that was a figurative? Well, I don't know what literal means. Okay, I'll be your janitor. Uh, by now, uh, now by making the ruling, the Supreme Court had set a precedent, and then they began to discuss using the precedent they had just set to decide whether or not to throw out Democratic votes from 50 more precincts. You know what would come in handy is that precedent. That we did? Just now. Let's do it. Let's dust it off and use it. So, it turned out there were a bunch of ballots all with the same handwriting. Found in boxes from different precincts, which was basically impossible because election poll workers were there the whole time. And so it was concluded the ballots had been placed in after the election. Uh, well, that's sloppy. Need a janitor. On January 6, 1905, the House and Senate debated a written protest by Peabody that, quote, expressed his concerns about recent ballot tampering in the governor election, he claimed that Governor Adams had committed voter fraud and rigged the elections. <laughs> the legislature then passed a resolution finding Peabody's claims to be of merit and set up a subcommittee to investigate. <laughs> but Adams is still the winner, uh-huh. technically, uh-huh. so he is sworn in on January 11th. So what is happening? As governor. There's just, there's literally nobody, no, but everybody's on. in charge. Don't worry. What's so, happening? Peabody is the governor, Adams is taking over, so they come in together, and then they walk up and they sit in two chairs next to each other. What? 
And then Adams is sworn in, and then Peabody gets up, and then Adams sits in his chair. What? And Sounds then like a mating a, thing. And then a cannon was fired, and all the Democrats cheered. Wait, I'm sorry, and what has just happened? <laughs> what is now official? That everything's ruined? What kind well, of awkward... Well, the, the, the Democrats are excited, because Adams... But Adams is in. He's in right now. Hmm... In Adams' inaugural address, he said that the promise of an eight-hour workday should be kept. Remember, this is all about an eight-hour fucking workday. They don't want him to work! Just eight hours! So they're overthrowing a government! Holy fuck! Uh. Uh, Well, there might be a lesson in this. The purge continued. Republicans still needed votes for the Supreme Court. Senator Healy was brought into a private room and told if he promised to vote, vote for a Republican judge, he wouldn't be thrown out of the Senate. He refused, and he was thrown out of the Senate. Wow. His seat was then given to a Republican. Weird. Next, Senator Robert Bourne was expelled by a vote of 18 to 15. He refused to leave and was physically dragged out by the sergeant at arms. Okay, well... A Republican was then given his seat. Weird. His name was Senator Dick. (laughs) James Dick. Governor Adams then asked for General Bell's Bell's resignation, and General Bell refused. All right. How'd they handle that, Dave? He said he was a United States officer and had an authority higher than the governor. Right. Well, if we know how hierarchy works. You're here. I'm up here. But. Yep. What about the roles that were previously? Uh, You're right. You should do it. You're good. Do you guys validate or how does that? I I don't need it. I'll pay for parking. I don't care. I don't even care. I got money. Got the money. Sorry, the exit's actually this way, so I'm going to actually have to. Adams then gave a speech in which he claimed a huge conspiracy had been hatched by mining corporations and the leaders of the Republican Party, and he named the companies. Over the next two months, all the legislature did was investigate the election, calling thousands of witnesses. On March 6th, Peabody went before the legislature and made his case for him being appointed governor. Okay. Which he... It's now two months. Right. He said the legislature should overturn the election for political reasons and said it had nothing to do with justice. (laughs) That's so much better. That better? You'd be like, oh, you are lying. Okay, get out of here. Sorry, you scamp, little rascal. It's so honest. Yeah, that's the best. Honesty when you're trying to be like, do corrupt shit is amazing. Come on, you guys, it's for politics. Come on, I'm trying to screw them. Who cares if it's wrong? Please. Fuck them. Come on. Quote, the legislature is not sitting as a judicial body, but as a legislative legislative body to exercise a political function. Okay. So, March 16th, 1905, after reviewing all the evidence, the committee declared voter fraud by both candidates and declared James H. Peabody the winner. Wow. What? Adams was tossed out of office, but there was a hitch. Some moderate Republicans were not cool with how this all went down. So a meeting was held with them and four large mining corporations. Because who else would you talk to? Yeah. 
Hey, let's get the corporations in here and figure out how to handle this. Oh, man, the feet that are up on the table. You guys need a cleaner, huh? They reached an agreement. They reached an agreement. Peabody could be declared the winner if he would immediately resign after the inauguration. I mean, sweet... Uh, sweet bastard. And, and then the lieutenant governor, James McDonald, would become governor. So to oust Adams... So Adams is like, sorry, I'm... Uh-huh. One minor flag I'll throw on the plate yeah, here. Go. So it goes from Peabody to... Not you. Right. Right, another guy. Right. Because if we put in another guy, then people will be like, oh, that's cool. I guess I'm not processing... Yeah, you're out. Okay. So to oust Adams, Peabody first had to write and sign a letter of resignation, which the Republicans would keep... And then in under 24 hours, we turned it in. So, so wait, he had a 20... Adam, so Adam spends the day packing up his office. Wait, he got... <laughs> right? He's putting shit in boxes. All right. How do we change everything so that I'm okay? And he gave up the office before 5 p.m. on March 16th. A lot of people called him and pushed him to uh, use force to stay in power, but he passed. Peabody was brought into the assembly... After resolutions were passed, putting him back in office, the chief justice administered the oath, and a giant cheer went up in the assembly. Okay. Peabody said, quote, the election would do away for all time with criminal elections. (laughs) That's the worst. Honestly, it's it's like the shit they feed you. It's like, look, do the shit, just don't lie. Like, the lying, like, you you don't want to, like, you know be getting fucked up the ass and someone just tell you it's breezy. I do. Huh? That's how I like it. Sorry? He said if, if the criminal elections uh, were stopped uh, and if this end was attained, a great good would come to the state. So he gave a full speech as if he wasn't retiring. And That's it, the best. That's like, he gave, like pretend it's grandpa's birthday. He has Alzheimer's. Come on. I, Come on. Don't be weird and tell him it's not. Every day's his. Peabody, then with all of his friends, went into the governor's office. That's not good. And asked where Adams was, and he was told Adams was gone. And Peabody said, quote, oh, I'm very, expo- uh, I'm very sorry. I-, I expected to see him. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Well, what, what did he feel awkward about? Gov- Why did he roll? <laughs> he just, you know. Who, you was a little beat up over the argument? The governor then introduced himself to Adam's private secretary and put out his hand to shake it, and the secretary pulled his hand away and uttered a, quote, contemptuous remark. But that is how Trump shakes hands. (laughs) Truly. The way, that's the best way to shake hands. When you shake a hand and then you just drag someone in, and you're like, you're the amazing. The secretary, uh, what? uh, A colonel of the National Guard then had to be held back from attacking the secretary. (laughs) Oh, man! Not every Republican wanted Peabody to resign, including the Republican Party chairman. So now this fucker wants him to throw, like, reverse coup. He, he wants him not to resign and be like, psych! Come on, hurry! Word came that Peabody was thinking of retracting his resignation letter. No. But then the letter was presented to the assembly, and Peabody, who now did not want to resign, was pressured to step down. Ugh. At 4.20 p.m., J- Jesse McDonald... <laughs> 4.20. Okay. 
Jesse McDonald. Uh, Dude, it's you said 420. I know, I know. We're in fucking Denver, bro. So. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get all right, it. all right, all right, all right. What time was it? <laughs> what time was it? 69. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. It was 69. We'll take it. So now Jesse McDonald it's was governor. The time to six- this meant that Colorado had three governors in one fucking day. Because you're insane. It's like The Bachelor. It's a group date. Now, Governor McDonald just happened to be the owner of several lucrative mines. He would go on to sign a law that made it illegal for union members to picket. He did not run again uh, in, in uh, uh, 1906, but uh, tried and uh, failed in 1908. He stayed active in the Republican Party, but mostly he enjoyed making money from his mines. Peabody returned, returned to his home in Ca- Canyon City. He was done with political life. Adams returned to his home in Pueblo, where he received a hero's welcome. Where what? He, the Adams got a hero's welcome in his town. 15,000 people showed up. And then he wrote a letter to the citizens of the state. Quote, Forced has triumphed. A brutal majority placed in the governor's chair a man the people repudiated. 95% of Colorado citizens know that Peabody was not elected. All those connected with the crime know it. And yet, it worked. (sighs) Wow. And that's how Republicans took over. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow September 13th, London September 15th, Dublin September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham September 20th, Bristol September 22nd, and Cardiff September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th, Adelaide November 16th, Canberra, November 17th, Brisbane, November 18th, and then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, This is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. Uh, Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help 